We're glad to uh, be able to join with you this afternoon, wherever you are, and uh, my name is Reverend Bill Lewis. I've been involved with missions for 60 years, and I'm retired as a missionary, but I'm still involved with mobilization, mobilizing people to pray, mobilizing people to go and to give. Uh, we work with a group called Into All the World. That, of course, came from Jesus' words when he said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, which is our desire to do. And uh, our ministry is here in Canada. It's a Canadian organization, but we go to a number of countries around the world. And, of course, through television, we're going to many more. And we'll be able to glad to do that this afternoon. And uh, we're just glad to be here. And I have a guest with me today, Annette Livart. And she is from Edmonton, Alberta, but she has worked in Kenya for a number of years. Welcome, Annette. Thank you, Bill. We're glad to be able to be together, and we'll talk a bit more, but uh, they've asked me to give a bit of a testimony first, so let me just share a bit. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, and I'm glad I did, uh, but I still had to make a personal decision for Jesus, and I did that when I was a teenager, and I was baptized, but even after I was baptized and, and a member of the church and so forth, I did have a lot of questions. And those questions got answered one year when I read through the entire Bible. Uh, it took me over a year, actually, but I did make it through from Genesis to Revelation. And the particular Bible I had was quite amazing because the, uh, the Bible had put in uh, phrases that this is a prophecy and it was fulfilled at such and such a time. And when I saw all the prophecies that had been fulfilled, I was just blown away and I knew that God was real and so uh, that was what really convinced me of, of the truth of God. And then of course in my life, and I don't have time to talk about it today, there have been a number of miracles where God was involved and it, it, the only way was God to be able to be involved. So we went to Kenya and we started uh, with a number of other pastors into all the world mission to help people to go uh, people that didn't have a missions organization or uh, people that had a vision but didn't know how to get there, didn't know where to go. We call ourselves a mission enabling agency. So we believe we exist to enable individuals and churches to fulfill the mission that God has given them. And so we work with different people from all across Canada. We've sent some from the States as well uh, to go and fulfill that. We're in about 25 different countries and uh, we work in many different aspects of ministry, uh, planting churches, uh, working in orphanages, working with children, with young people. And of course, Annette that we talked to earlier uh, works at a hospital in Kenya. And so I want to turn now to uh, Annette and say, uh, could you give us your testimony? of how you became a follower of Jesus and went to Africa. Sure. Uh, so I grew up in a Christian home. I'm thankful to have uh, Christian parents who, from a very young age, taught me the Bible. I went to Sunday school. I learned a lot. Um, but like yourself, I learned also that that faith had to become my own. Um, and at a young age, started really embracing Jesus as my own. And from a young age, also, um, I don't know if I had the gift of evangelism or just thought it was something I needed to do, um, but I would often challenge non-Christians to follow Christ, to expose them to the Bible, and um, was arguing, maybe not super productively, with older kids in, in school and on the bus about what it means to be a Christian. Um, and so I think God had that hold of missions on me from a young age. 
when I finished school, I studied something called respiratory therapy, so I became a respiratory therapist and started working. And at that time, missions wasn't really on my radar. I was happy to work. I got a job at the hospital once I was done school and just loved working and loved caring for patients and being part of the team. Uh, but a couple of years after working, I thought, is this it? Is this really what God has for me? Is this really what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? And started to look into different options and looked at various paths of doing something a little bit different and ended up looking at mission hospitals and um, emailed various mission hospitals around the world and ended up being in touch with this one in Kenya called Tenwick Hospital who said, we'd love to have you come. So I went to Tenwick in 2010 and I worked there um, as a respiratory therapist and that was just a short trip. I was young, just six months, but it's really first exposure to working as a missionary. Um, and after coming back, I really felt God's calling to return and continue to serve long term. Now you mentioned this term respiratory therapist. I don't know a lot about medicine, so I haven't a clue about what respiratory therapy is. Could you explain a bit more about that? And sure. Uh, respiratory therapists uh, work in hospitals with people who have difficulty in breathing. Um, so whether it's problems because of disease, uh, asthma, COPD, bronchitis, um, it, it, problems with their airways, or problems because of trauma or accidents, all these different reasons causing trouble breathing, or maybe for various reasons they need to be put into a coma and have a tube in their throat to help their breathing. And so a lot of my work is in the intensive care unit, working with patients who have uh, these breathing tubes in, running the machine, the ventilator that's breathing for them, ensuring it's appropriate for that patient um, in their process, or maybe it's giving medication to an asthmatic or someone with COPD to help their breathing or giving oxygen to people with various breathing issues. Okay. So when you're in the hospital like this, is there a chance to present the gospel or is the gospel involved at all? Or what this, does the hospital do in that area? So when I'm in Canada, it's very hard to share the gospel. But one of the things I love about being in Kenya is the ability to share the gospel with everyone who comes in. So when people show up at my hospital in Kenya, it's they see the sign when they drive in that says, we treat Jesus heals. Um, and so throughout a patient's time at the hospital in Kenya, we will pray regularly with them. We will um, share the gospel for them. Sometimes it's very challenging. I will be with a patient and I know we are going to be putting them asleep, to be putting a tube in, and their chance of waking up, their chance of recovery is very small. And so sometimes I have the last chance to talk to someone uh, before maybe they will never be conscious again, which is a hard part of the job, but it's an amazing part of before we do this procedure, let's, talk, let's pause, let's pray together. Do you know Jesus? Let's ask Jesus to help you through this process. Let's pray to the God who can heal. And um, many of these patients are, are Christians and welcome the, that, the comfort and the strength that Christ provides. And others maybe are not Christians, and this is a chance for them to become Christians. Right. That's good. Because to me, a missionary has to be involved with the gospel in some way. Um, not always preaching, not always starting a church. There's many other ways to be involved, to help people where they are, to be able to um, experience God and the love of Christ and so forth. Mm -hmm. Now, a number of people in their lifetime feel, maybe I should go as a missionary, and yet uh, 
friends and family, sometimes even their pastor, will discourage them. It's very dangerous to go as a missionary. Well, how do you feel about that, about danger and so forth? Is it dangerous? Um, are there a lot of major problems, hurdles you have to overcome? Or how do you feel? I got in the car today, and it's a snowstorm, and I drove out here. Someone might say that is dangerous. Uh, I live in a large city in downtown. Some people might say that is dangerous. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there is no security. There is no promise of security. Um, is there challenges in Kenya? Are things different? Yes. Is it dangerous? I don't think so. I live a five minute walk from the hospital. Um, I will walk up to the hospital at two o'clock in the morning when they call and I feel safe. If I run into someone, they will probably say, Habari, Daktari, which is, hello, medical professional. Anyone who's a medical professional is called Daktari. Um, and I'm, because of the uh, reputation Tenwick has in the area, we are, the staff are greatly respected and appreciated. Um, the most dangerous thing probably done in Tenwick, or in Kenya as a missionary, is getting in a car and traveling from A to B. And... A road traffic accident is probably the most common injury to missionaries. And um, so I pray for safety, yeah. but I know regardless of what happens, I've got a God who loves me and That's a future right. with him. That's right. Um, but there are so many rewards yes. in being obedient to God's call, in being um, responsive to what he's calling me to do. And are there challenges? Yes, but there's so many blessings. And I call so many of the, uh, my Kenyan colleagues friends. And who am I to say, your life is hard. I can't come and live here. and I need to go back to Canada, but you should stay in Kenya. So if somebody feels God is calling them to be a missionary, would you encourage them to uh, try and move forward and, and explore this opportunity? Definitely. I think if they're feeling that call, it's their... They need to take the next steps. Right. Don't don't jump in feet first without doing some research, yeah. doing some know about the country you're going with, going to, work with the teams there, work with Christians there if there are any. Um, but if that is where you, God is calling you, there's nothing, no place better to be than in his will. I agree with you. Another question that came out of uh, our talks before, uh, you mentioned oftentimes you'll be able to go to other countries like Ethiopia or nearby kind of Burundi. Uh, can you help out in other hospitals? You do some training of different people in your field because it's I think it's a It's not a well-known field and there aren't a lot of respiratory therapists in Kenya and other countries Can you do anything like that? Yeah, so respiratory therapy is very rare in Kenya. There's a few other RTs in Kenya um, but really we're the we're not there. The healthcare in Kenya and much as East Africa comes out of the European system where they also don't have RTs. Okay. Um, but the need for improved ICU care, more and more hospitals in Kenya and East Africa are building ICUs. And while buying equipment is expensive and a big job, the bigger job is having the education and skills to be able to care for these patients. Um, so I have been able to travel to, as you said, a hospital in Ethiopia, some other hospitals in Kenya, a hospital in Burundi, uh, to do some education and to be able to come in from Kenya where I'm familiar with some of the challenges of working in uh, a developing country where sometimes the equipment and resources aren't what you used to. I sometimes feel better equipped to visit these sites that have more challenges and um, going to Burundi was very interesting. Burundi does not have a ventilator in the entire country. 
maybe there was one in the in the capital and so to work there was different it was maybe not ICU care but how can I help in other areas how can we help simple ways with simple solutions to help these um, children and adults that are that are so sick while I was there there was a young boy who was not recovering from surgery well and we did not have a ventilator and he was not breathing and so I sat there for four hours just squeezing the bag breathing for him until eventually the drugs wore off and I thought someone else could have done this but this is what I do so you know God had me there for that time to wow. squeeze a bag for four hours yeah yeah it's amazing how God arranges things uh, had you not been there he might well have died he might have, probably not. Someone else would have squeezed the bag, okay. but it probably would have been the surgeon squeezing the bag. Okay. And now the surgeon could go continue surgery on someone else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's that's good to know. Well, we're, we're glad to have you part of the Into All the World team. And uh, when do you go back to Kenya? I go back to Kenya early January. That's 2020. 2020, yes. And uh, you'll be back there again serving, and, and we're glad for you to be able to do that. And uh, again, if anybody wants to uh, know more about you or that or support, they can contact. Uh, we have a, a website, uh, www.iatw.ca. Of course, the IATW are short for Into All the World, which is what Jesus said to do. Um, one of the main things that we're seeking to concentrate on these days is working together with many different mission organizations, networking together. And there's many now that we're working to see the Great Commission be finished. The Great Commission, Jesus said, go into every ethnic group of the world. Now, he said, go ye to all the nations, but the word for nations is ethne, which means ethnic kind of thing, of which there's uh, something like 16,000 in the world. And uh, we want to see the Great Commission finished, a witness in every one of these groups. And, and we're working towards that. Uh, Kenya, of course, is, is ahead of some African nations and some of the other nations of the world in that most of the ethnic groups in Kenya have a witness in them. But the wonderful thing is Kenya is now sending workers into other countries and, and it's all of us working together to reach the world and, and that's exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh, your hospital is part of that network of sharing the gospel and so forth. And so uh, uh, we want to see the Great Commission finished. I believe the Great Commission will be finished. Uh, we don't know when. But it will happen. It will happen. Matthew 24, 14 says, This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world, or to all ethnic groups, as a witness, and then the end will come. And so uh, all there's hundreds, if not thousands, of organizations around the world working to see this accomplished. And uh, missions, what you're doing is part of it. Uh, there's education. You touched on that a little bit because you have a special skill and you can train other people in that and they can learn it and then they can train so educating others and uh, it's really really to me it's important to see to this happen and uh, we look forward to seeing more of that and uh, and that would be good an so, exciting thing about being at the hospital is people come to us mm -hmm. and so Tenwick is growing um, and we have patients coming from all over East Africa for heart surgery. Now, we're, the heart surgery program at the hospital is growing, and so they're coming for surgery, and so we will have patients come from Somalia, which is a large Muslim population, for this surgery. Excellent. And so we are able to minister to them right. when they come to us, and which is great. an exciting way of doing evangelism, like we all can with those who come towards us rather than going out. So I think it's time to wrap up, so I just want to pray 
um, a blessing on you as you've watched. I trust this has encouraged you and maybe even challenged you. Uh, I think everybody should be involved in some way in Great Commission Mission. Uh, whether you go, whether you send somebody, whether you pray. And again, we have prayer material, prayer information we can send you if you want. Contact us at www.iatw.ca. And let me just pray now. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to share what's happening with Annette and into all the world in this one aspect of what we're doing to bring you honor and glory to the ends of the earth. And so, Father, we, we just pray for this to touch hearts and touch lives, Lord. We want to pray for those who also are suffering right now in their own bodies with sickness and, and poor health. Father God, we just pray for your touch upon them. And Father, we just ask you, Lord, for your healing touch and your blessing and that they could know you and know that you love them and know that you care for them and, and you have a plan for their life. And so, Father, we just pray for them now and ask your richest blessing upon them. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.